Welcome back. We're in Genesis 27:11. Let's go. Genesis 27:11. And Jacob said to Rebekah his mother, "Look, Esau my brother is a hairy man, and I am a smooth-skinned man. Perhaps my father will feel me, and I shall seem to be a deceiver to him, and I shall bring a curse on myself and not a blessing." Right? So, Jacob and his mom, Rebekah, are seeking to deceive Isaac. He says here, I shall seem like a deceiver. No, he's actually a deceiver. He is clearly deceiving his father Isaac, which is bad, right? We're called to honor our mother and father. We're called to not lie. Like right here, he's breaking two of the big ten. So we don't want to do that in our lives. We don't want to try to deceive people. We don't want, don't want to try to convince them of something that they don't want to be convinced of, or you're only revealing some of the facts. You're telling that half-truth that we talk so often about. He and his mother both are taking part in this. They're citing, don't do this in your family. If you and your family are citing, you know, one or two of you are against the other, that's bad. Mom and dad, husband and wife should be communicating. When kids go to mom and ask for something and the answer is no, when they go to dad, the answer should not be yes. It should be, did you ask mom? What'd she say? Then that's the answer, right? So we want to make sure that we're united, that we're communicating. We won't always agree on everything. But then we work through that and we ask God to help us through prayer, through open conversation, through honesty. We don't want to be deceiving and deceptive because that is just wrong. You don't want to be deceived and you don't want to be deceiving others. Okay, so, and Jacob said to Rebekah, his mother, look, Esau, my brother, is a hairy man. Now, this dude, I'm telling you, he must have been super duper hairy, like crazy hairy. Because here, here we have... Uh, Jacob, who is putting on goat skin, right? Goat skin. Could you imagine feeling a goat and thinking that was your son? Now, again, Isaac's old. He thinks he's dying, but he still has another 40-ish years to live. A long ways to go. Maybe he couldn't see great. Maybe he couldn't see at all. But don't you think if you felt a goat, <laughs> you you wouldn't think it's your son? So... I don't know what's going on here. I mean, Esau must have just been like literally the hairiest and craziest coarse hair man in history and on his neck because he, he covers <laughs> covers it up on his neck as well. So, verse 12, my father will feel me and shall uh, I shall be a deceiver. Now, let me see what I wrote here. All right, let's just keep going. And I shall bring a curse on myself and not a blessing. So he completely understands the consequences of his lie. Do you get that? Listen to this again. He says, uh, And I shall seem to be a deceiver to him, and I shall bring a curse on myself and not a blessing. He knows the consequences of his actions. He knows he's deceiving his father. He knows he's lying to his father. He knows all of this. And yet he's like, I'm hoping he doesn't catch me. I you know, really would like this blessing and not a curse. He's not trusting God. He's not saying, let me tell the truth, right? God already promises to me. Let me just trust that it's going to happen. He's trying to force things. God, this isn't a surprise to him. He knew exactly from the beginning of time that he was going to do this. And you, he, knew, he knows exactly what you're going to do tomorrow. He knows exactly what you're going to do a year from now, both the good and the bad. And he's going to work through all of it. Romans 8:28. all things work together for good to those who love God. Right, Even the bad things, even the screw-ups, even the sin, 
there will be consequences of sin. God works through all that with His sovereignty. And there's some kind of combination therein with our free will, which we won't understand this side of heaven. But they're working. Verse 13, But his mother said to him, Let your curse be on me, my son. Only obey my voice and go. Get them for me. So mom's reinforcing this. She's even saying, Hey, if you get caught, it's on me, bro. I got this. I'm your mama. I'll take care of dad. So again, Jacob's deceiving Isaac, and so is Isaac's own wife, Rebecca. Oh, they, they did so great with God for so long. We, we get the picture of in Scripture. But right now, they're just both failing. <clears throat> and we see that. So if you're like me, and at times you just look at yourself and you're like, how could God love me? Look at what I've done. Look at what I'm going through right now, some of the decisions I'm making, some of the thoughts in my head. God can't love me. Yes, yes, He does. He loves you. He loves everybody in this world. Now, a lot of people incorrectly think that everybody's a child of God. That's not true. The Bible tells us that the only children of God, the only way to become a child of God is to be adopted into His family. He made a universal offering on the cross with His arms spread open. He died on the cross for everyone. He loved, for God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever, everywhere, anywhere of all time, Whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. It's a universal offering. But it must be individually accepted. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is the Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. Right? So, no matter what you've done or what you may do in the future, if you've accepted Him as your Lord and Savior and you truly mean it, your sin is covered with His blood. But you also want to understand when you're doing wrong that you get that conviction and you try to set right. You try to get right. You apologize. You ask forgiveness. You forgive. Because so many Christians are running around out there with bitterness in their hearts towards someone who did something wrong to them. It's time to let that anger go. Time to let that bitterness go. Time to forgive and move on and get past it. Because living in the past is no way to go. Verse 14, And he went and got them and brought them to his mother, and his mother made savory food such as his father loved. 15. Then Rebekah took the choice clothes of her elder son Esau, which were in, with her in the house, and put them on Jacob, her younger son. And she put the skins of the kids of the goats on his hands and on the smooth part of his neck. Then she gave the savory food and the bread which she had prepared into the hand of her son Jacob. So mom and son are you know, conniving and conceiving and doing all this stuff against uh, Isaac and just completely taking advantage of him. And again, putting the goat hair, the goat skin, like you're literally like putting on gloves of goat all over your arm and hands and all over your neck. And dad's going to touch it and be like, oh, you're Esau, <laughs> right? Just crazy. But that's exactly what we going on, got going on here. Verse 18. So he went, this is Jacob going to Isaac. He went to his father and said, my father. And he said, here I am. Where are you, my son? 19. Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done just as you told me. Please arise, sit, and eat of my game, that your soul may bless me. So, mom overheard what Isaac said to Esau. You know, go hunting, get me some cool food, come back and cook it for me. And now Jacob's walking in saying, Dad, it's me, not Jacob, but Esau. So, he's impersonating someone else, right? That's, a, <laughs> that's a generally a crime in America, and yet he's doing it. Deceiving his dad. 
Dad was cool to him. Good dad. Hundred and what did we say? Hundred and thirty-seven years old, I think, at this point. Hundred and thirty-seven or hundred and forty-three. I'm getting the numbers mixed up in my brain right now, but roughly hundred and forty-ish. They had some good years together, and now he's just completely deceiving his dad. Very sad. And I'll just take this time to say, if there's anything that you need to get right with your parents, get right, because that time's gonna run out. That clock is ticking. So if there's anything you need to say to your parents, just maybe it's just saying you love them. Maybe it's asking for forgiveness. Maybe it's forgiving them for something. Maybe it's, you don't even have to tell them you forgive them, but just forgive them in your heart. Let it go. But it's time. And if you've got that uh, going, and maybe it's with someone else in your family um, as well. Verse 20. But Isaac said to his son, How is it that you have found it? So quickly, my son, and he said, Because the Lord your God brought it to me. 21. Isaac said to Jacob, Please come near, that I may feel you, my son, whether you are really my son Esau or not. So how interesting that they prepared the goat skins on him. Like they knew that one of the first things he was going to do, or one of the most important tests he was going to do to make sure it was Esau, was to actually touch him. So they had prepared for that. Uh, I find that quite interesting. 22, so Jacob went near to Isaac, his father, and he felt him and said, right? Remember at this point, Jacob's, this is exactly what Jacob was scared of. He's like, what if he catches me? What if he knows I'm deceiving him? Then he'll curse me. And so this is like that moment of truth for him. He's like, wow, is dad really going to think I'm Esau? This would be so cool. And then he's also got to be thinking in his mind, wow, I'm lying to my father. I'm deceiving my father into thinking I'm his other son. He must have had some serious thoughts going on in his mind. So it says, The voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. And he did not recognize them because his hands were hairy like his brother Esau's hands. So he blessed him. Again, Isaac is rubbing you know, the neck and the hands and the arms of Jacob. And they're, he's touching this goat skin. And he's like, oh yeah, that's Esau. I can feel it. Right? Again, Esau must have had some really wicked hair going on on his body. But he's thinking, you sound like Jacob, not Esau. But I'll just go with the benefit of my touch over my auditory sounds or auditory senses. And again, he was using feelings of the world to control the situation um, and just going with the senses. And too often we do that. And that's where our society is. They're based on feelings. They're like, well, I feel that. I feel this. No, go to the Word. Go to the Scripture. How do we know the Bible is true? Right? Here's 10 points that I want you to think about, learn, study, and memorize so that you can share them with other people. These are one of the most important things I've learned about the Bible because you're going to have people who say, how do we know if the Bible is true? Here's some things to think about. One, 66 different books. Two, written by 40 different people. Three, in three different languages. Four, in three different continents. Five, over a period of 1,500 years. Just stop right there. How can all that be possible? It's amazing how it all came together. Let's go to six. There's over 20,000 manuscripts to support the Bible. Seven. There's over 20,000 archaeological finds to support the people, places, figures, stories of the Bible. Eight. There's over 300 prophecies fulfilled just in Jesus alone. Uh, Nine. There's one central theme and ten. There's not a single contradiction. You put those together... And it tells you it's the Word of God. It's infallible, right? We know it is the God-breathed, inspired Word of God. 
And tomorrow we will pick up in 24. Lord, thank you so much. Help us not to deceive anyone. Help us not to tell lies. Help us not to tell half-truths, which is also a lie. If there's anyone we've deceived in the past or someone that would benefit from knowing the whole truth and would find it a material uh, non-disclosure for something we're not telling them, Lord, help us to go to that person and make it right. If there's someone out there that anybody needs to apologize to or forgive or just tell them they love them one more time, um, because for any of us, it could be the last time we, we tell that. Uh, but we want, we want to make things right with our family. We, we don't want to deceive. We don't want to lie. We don't want bitterness to alienate us from each other. Help us with these things, Lord. In your amazing name, amen. This podcast brought to you in part by the Portfolio Protection Store, where smart investors go to protect their life savings from stock market losses. Visit our website to register for our webinar theportfolioprotectionstore.com. The webinar is about portfolio protection and safe money ideas for ages 50 plus. Visit theportfolioprotectionstore.com. Located in Austin, Texas, license number 288-7886.